So now I want to move on to thinking about your your personal experiences from the year. So we're all sitting in our homes now. Well, I'm not You're sitting not. in John's home, but everyone else is in their home. And uh, and some of us have been back to our offices. Some of us haven't. We've we've had quite an extraordinary year. But I want us to think deeply and personally uh, about our own sort of experiences in 2020 and just reflect on what what you learned most about yourself this year and dealing with this environment. So how have you found it? Has it been difficult? Has it been easy? Is there something that's that's driven you or or made you take up something new or different or 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 try and challenge about yourself a little bit. So uh does anyone want to go first? Um yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to. Oh yeah. right, everyone does. Brilliant. Go on, Carrie, you go first. You go um, first. Okay, mine's um obviously I only started mains a year ago. So during this, I've learned a lot and especially about myself. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned is Everybody keeps asking me about, you know, when are you going back to the office and all that sort of stuff. And it's kind of related to that around building culture. I think onboarding. So we've gone, like I said, from like 10 staff to 52. Getting all those staff onboarded over Zoom and actually being part of this experience and the vision and the growth and all that is hard. And that culture is really hard to kind of drive and instill in people Um you know, online and virtual, that's been the hardest thing. Um, we had a moment, to be honest, where I think lockdown lifted and was a little bit more ease. And we said, come back to the office. Let's let's try and get everyone back on it, a bit more motivation. But I, I think what I've learned is that culture is more important than people think, um, not just for being creative, but just for overall, uh, obviously, sanity and all that sort of stuff. But being together as a team on the same path, being bought in um, and, you know, on that journey, because I think there's big changes that everybody's made, business, agency, no matter what. And being on that, you know, journey together is, is important. But um, I, I'm more in for kind of creating a space. So our office, we're, we shut it down and we actually are turning the office less into kind of desk space, more into a community space. So now we have like people working from home like three days a week, or we will be anyway in the new year. And you can come in the office if you want. It's more of a social area for people to come to, but that's what keeps the culture alive. But I think that's been the biggest learning for me is how important culture is during all this. That's brilliant. Thank you, John. What about you? Um, I mean, what have I learned about myself? Um, like, I, I, fuck, I don't know. I, I, I weep a lot more than I expected to. Like, you, 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 like, do you I cry more, Donna? Do you mean you're just weeping did. from... That weep in, like, weird levels. I've, I've had these little sort of outpourings of emotion that have taken place. I was watching... Um, it's a wonderful life the other uh, the other day, which is just uh, I don't care what anyone says. It's the best Christmas Scrooge on, on the planet. Um, <laughs> Alex, my daughter thinks Scrooge. Oh, genuinely, fourteen. Yeah. Scrooge is her favourite Scrooge, Christmas Scrooge, show. Loves it. Scrooge, That's Scrooge is a wonderful life and Die Hard. Oh, the best yeah. Christmas film. This is this is wonderful. We Ooh. don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
so yeah, I, I don't know. I sort of I just started bursting into tears, and it's a wonderful life. But it's, it's all about friends. It's just all about friends. Uh, so and I, you know, I always considered myself a relatively grumpy little fucker. I didn't realise how much. Um, uh, how how much people genuinely meant to me, like in that way, you know, like interaction in that way, and um, so, so so I think that was one. I think uh, you know uh, the other area that that Carrie was was raising is is so so right, you know, onboarding people um, into a new age, a fairly new agency, which you know we are a very much a, 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 like a culture driven organism. Do you know what I mean? I mean like that. I spend way too much time thinking about our culture and our brand and what it stands for and who we are and all this type of shit. Um, and that is tremendously difficult when you can't actually be in people's face about it. Um, so having that kind of in, in place was, was was important. I think the other thing was around like some, a shitload of self-care, man. I mean, like, you know, I, I've spent a good fair number of my years battering myself, abusing myself um and just realizing actually you know if you are completely stationary for most of the day you know sat in a chair not leaving even a room for eight hours just you're just like zoned out in work which happened a lot like hypnotized by work um that actually there needs to be a bit of a kind of breakout moment and, and a little bit of self-attention is, is John, deeply think, important. I think that's so, that's so that's important. What I mean, I mean, all of your episodes have been fantastic and they've yeah. all proved really popular, but they've all been wiped to the floor with by our fuck fine mental health episode. Like, we, it's 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 extraordinary. It it clearly is something that's 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 resonating across the across the sector. So that's that's great. What about you, Rebecca? I uh, would have guessed that I would have hated working from home and I actually don't. So that was kind of an important learning. The first kind of month was really brutal um, because not seeing another, I, I live alone, not seeing another human being was really quite hard. Um, but then I kind of found my way with it and actually <laughs> don't want to go back to the office. Um, I, 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 because I've discovered that I always knew that I work best in the evenings. Um, so kind of five to 7 PM is kind of my, my hot zone. And I can do that comfortably. I can sleep in a little bit. I can take a walk at lunch. I can adapt my work schedule to suit when I'm productive and to turn it off when I'm not, which is actually really nice. Um, and also people don't interrupt me. We have an open plan office. It's a pain in the ass. This is great. I can ignore people when they call me. I can feel like I'm not there. It's really nice. Um, also like asynchronous communication is a beautiful thing. Like we use Teams chat. And it means that people can say what they need to say when they need to say it, and you can answer it when you need to answer it. And you don't have to do those things instantaneously. It's, that's really great. Um, otherwise, I think like I've I've been really reminded of my own like intensity and my own ability to manage stress, um, which I sort of already knew, having had some bad things happen in my life before. Like I knew I was pretty resilient, but this period has kind of re-shown me that um and it's pushed me about as far as I've ever been pushed in my own uh, in my own stress levels and being able to manage that on my own with no real support has been quite helpful because it's shown me that I can um and then I think the last thing is it's given me the opportunity to be introspective about what it is in my job I actually like because while it's been like 
an absolute deluge of work. I mean, it is this this year has been extraordinary on every level because it's uh, yeah. I don't need to explain that. I think um, it's given me new um, new stretch in my role and new stretch within the business and new stretch in the community, both communications community and outside in the wider, like innovation is my space. And I've gotten to stretch into that space in a way that I never have before because I have time and everything's virtual. So suddenly I can go and play in sandboxes I previously wasn't able to play in. And that's been amazing. And I don't want to leave that. I love that. I love that analogy. I think that's brilliant. I think uh, if an opportunity comes up at Ryzen 7, it's probably not the office for you. That's what I'm... <laughs> yeah, you're not forever in that marmite. I need a door. If you can give me a door, we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Rich, what about you? Um, I think it's really humbled me this year. Um, you know, I've been so head down thinking, you know, growth and you know, culture. I think if you look at the people on this chat, every single one of us has, you know, a big. Uh, you know, kind of a, a lot to say about culture and, you know, the, the things we do to, to build our own teams. Um, so I think, you know, what it's done is it's made me take a step back as a, as a leader almost and think, how am I managing my team? You know, we, we follow people, you know, first time around, you know, what am I doing to make sure they're okay? Um, you know, it's, it's really kind of, you know, showed me, no, 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 that growth that you definitely never took it for advantage, but, um, um, uh, yeah, never took it for granted, but you know, it's it's taken me aback and made me think. Uh, do you know that thing that you love and that you love building? You know, well, guess what? We're going to take a percentage off of that and try and grow it again, shall we? Like, and it's just really, you know, yeah, made me think. Maybe I'm not as bulletproof as I thought I was, and I've really needed to lead on, um, you know, both the team and you know, and other people throughout. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely not been easy, and. Yeah, um, it's, it's great to see um, you know people you know recruiting again in the industry, and we've been lucky, you know, and fortunate to be able to as well. But you know that doesn't just happen. You know, you've got to be good at what you do. You've got to have that culture play. You know, um, you've got to really care about the people you work with. And and I I, I always say, you know, in, in my team, we don't just work with each other; we work for each other. And as corny as that might sound, I, I don't care because you know, if, if you don't have each other's backs, and it probably does come from, you know, that, that kind of team sports dynamic, if you don't have each other's backs, then, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Yeah. And that, that for me is a, you know, is, is a big part. So like you bring everybody with you. Um, and I think outside of, outside of work, you know, it has its impacts, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here, um, you know, I've got three kids, you know, I've got now you know, a couple of businesses under the group that, you know, we're trying to build out. And it's made me think, to, to John's point, fuck, I don't look after myself. Yes, I train and things like that, but it doesn't, like, that doesn't change. Like, you know, that's that's not from a mental health perspective. So, um, yeah, you know, I've been, it's silly things like cooking more, isn't it? And and actually, you know, taking a step back and going, right, kids, we're, you know, I'm, I'm putting the laptop down um, and, you know, we, we're going to watch a film and we're going to, we're going to cook, we're going to chill out. Um, you know, I've, I've taken up various different things and, and really tried to, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a funny one, um, all being agency founders um, and obviously working, you know, senior um, in your brand, you you almost think that any time that you spend not working is time where you probably should be. Um, and it's almost this this year has kind of given me the, the opportunity to take a step back and go, let, you know, fuck, I've got a piano there. Why am I not doing more with it? Um, you know, even if it's just 20 minutes, you know, it's not actually a slight on, you know, me and the agency if I, if I care a tiny bit more about the things that I do that aren't just business orientated. So, um, yeah, that's a long-winded way of saying, 
um, you know, fucking hell, this year was stressful. But, you know, I think we're, we're, we're doing all right. That's brilliant. That's Ooh. brilliant. Ooh. No, I was just going to say, if anyone wants food-based content, follow Rebecca on social. That's where. Uh... <laughs> Absolutely. God, yeah. Um, and uh, Alex, finally to you as well. I mean, how do I follow that, Rich? I mean, you should write a book, mate. Have you ever thought about, have you ever thought about that? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think, honestly, it's it's hard to not sort of build on what everyone said because it feels like such a collective narrative around what's happened. I think there's there's been this shift around looking at productivity as your output as an individual to looking at legacy as your output. And I don't mean that in some kind of grand way either, but like what did I achieve today feels much more um, in focus than, than previously. And, you know, I, I, I think there's, I've absolutely missed that. I think Carrie, like listening to you talk about the office, like we have a thing called not desking, like no one has a desk anymore. It's, it's Rebecca's nightmare. I imagine like, but (laughs) But it is it is a social space, and the idea that, that the office is a place to go to work, um, like the concept of going to work has changed, and the idea that I do work where it suits me is a very different concept. And I think, therefore, like time management has become mind management. Like there's no longer nine to five. It's like when do I do that kind of work best, and when do I do that kind of work best? And I think. I've been spread across all kinds of different time zones, more than usual even, but it's been it's been really fun to embrace just like, okay, well, when do, when am I good at that? And just actually saying it's 11 o'clock, I'm going to go like for a walk, like which I couldn't do if I was in the office because I'm present as the founder. And it's like, well, if I just go for a walk, like what will everyone think? And, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not because I think everyone else is going to fuck off for a walk. They're welcome to. It's because I think everyone will think, what the fuck is he doing? He does no work anyway. And then he's going for a walk. <laughs> but but I think I think there's also a privilege about this situation where I've like watched 2020 happen like it's on TV. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I would say I've got the most out of this year is pride. Like I'm so lucky, and oh, I've got I've got Siri talking to me. I don't know if you can hear that, but um, like the, the thing that I um, yeah, that I've got most for this year is pride in the sense of being able to watch these windows of people. Can you hear me properly? Yeah. Sorry, I can't hear you anymore. So anyway, uh, watch these windows of people just evolve and develop over time, right? Over the course of the year, it's been like watching the world's greatest soap opera, right? Like Ali Maynard James, she's our managing partner in London and she's pregnant and she's one of my greatest friends on earth. I've worked with her for like eight years. She's like my work wife, right? And I've just watched her tummy grow. Do you know what I mean? Like on a screen and it's been beautiful. And like we've been into like because of that and oh oh no I think we lost that rubbish time to lose it yeah diversity and inclusion man um in our industry and I couldn't be prouder and people have been able to like stamp their own um like position in in the business and in life and it's just been great to watch it and be like a passenger rather than necessarily um some kind of like participant it's been fascinating and interesting it, i don't know if my internet's no, gone but you guys no, want seconds but you're back yeah we lost you for 30 seconds which is great because now it means we all need to listen when it comes out so we can hear what you said because it'll all up <laughs> <laughs> 
it'll be great. But we can hear you. Can you hear us? He can't hear us. Oh, we can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see uh, if Alex jumps out and, and, and joins back in again. So I wanted to... Well, now seems like a good moment <laughs> to talk about him. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know about you, but I thought he'd I thought he'd behave poorly in this podcast. <laughs> Nothing interesting to say. He has no idea. <laughs> Actually, I think there he, he is. He's back in yeah. the room. <laughs> I think. Um, I think that's. I think that's wonderful. Um, we are all at a certain stage of our careers. We're all at different levels of seniority um, and experience. Um, if we think about people who aren't in our position, who are slightly younger, slightly fresher, uh, and at the less cynical, less cynical <laughs> at the start of their careers, what do you what do you think they need to do to make sure they are future proofing themselves? So we had an episode right at the beginning of the season with some twenty under thirties, thirty under thirties, thirty under thirties, um, and we were really inspired by how they wanted to to grow and develop and own this industry and be a really f- positive force for change. And it was quite a scary episode, really, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah. They were, they, they were, they were they're really it. good. Yeah, they're really good. But if you're not that good or if you're keen to think about development, what what advice do you have for younger practitioners at the moment who, who might be struggling with, um, you know, worrying about keeping their job or worrying about finding a job? What, what skills they need? What do they need to do? What do they need to develop? Um, what would make them employable to you, John Brown? <laughs> oh, um, I was, I was just, I was just thinking to myself then, like, what, what, you know, what, how would you future-proof them? I'd be like, oh, fucking hell, go and do a business analyst course, like, I'm like, yeah. go, and do, go and become a data scientist or a software developer or someone that can solve, you know, carbon capture. I don't know, go and do that. <laughs> come in here. Um, and then I thought, what other advice should I give them? I thought I could just be a real asshole, just out of my fucking way, you young bastard. There's a lot of stuff going through my mind then, right? Um, but I, I, I've got to be honest, like the, especially the, and you know, we're just going through right now actually a recruitment process where where we're had, handling like bring people on who this would be their first job, um, and I think for a lot for, for a lot of the time, skills, yes, it, it, fine, it, it, important to a certain extent, but. To be honest with you, can be taught. Most of the time, we find ourselves reteaching the skills which they thought that they learned at a course or something, or something else. Staying relevant and current and understanding, and to Rebecca's point, understanding a business as well as understanding the economy and the wider world, and having some focus and passion and real drive around that is the secret source that we look for because that then is like the flare that we can use the fire that we can keep stoking that will have like and out of that will emerge creative ideas will emerge some extraordinary writing i can't emphasize enough how important it is to be a good reader as well as a good writer a good reader will make you a good writer writer so read 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 but it's that passion point that we look for and it's that kind of curiosity in the, an organisation in the wider world in a political matter, in, a, in how consumers buy something, how people behave in a certain way. And that doesn't have to be taught. That's just passion that you can kind of learn yourself. If you've got that, we can add in 
you know, SEO and Google Analytics and creative writing and, you know, how to run a Twitter campaign on top of it. But that core is is what I'd say we look for. That's great. That's really helpful. Thank you for answering in such a passionate way. I love oh, that. great. Hi, back, well, John. I love that. I think right. the more as well. So that sort of curiosity to learn new things. I love the kids that are just learning things in their bedrooms. I even spoke to someone the other day. We're doing this like... um offer with the University of Sheffield where you come work with us for two years and you also get paid to do a master's in like data, data science and stuff like that. And the uni, like we basically, I don't even know what, I think the business, us and agency pays like 500 pounds towards it. And so not much at all. And then the uni just cover it. So it's like this whole scheme to basically get people trialing new things. And yeah, I was speaking to this one girl um, in particular and she's one of the biggest coders I've, I've ever seen and she's only like 19 and i'm like How, where did you learn that she's like my bedroom and I, I love it i love not just coders but tiktokers or youtubers or gamers like absolutely anything that they're just kind of being real curious about new technologies new trends because these 18 19 year old kids are coming in and teaching us stuff and that's what i love i love i love like the likes of uh, there was mark rove who i hired and he's always just been a guy that he's, he's owned about 100 affiliate sites but that man taught it all in his bedroom since he was 16. but that's the sort of thing that i love is those curious people that sit on twitter threads reddit you know they're learning and reading and then they're engaging through through different communities but yeah get involved and learn things that um you can do in your bedroom even are you finding there's a shortage of talent for your agency, Carrie, or not? Um, no, I wouldn't say so. I actually think there's more talent now. Um... You've got to bloody hide everyone, anyways. You just got to hire two thousand people after four weeks of working. No, and this is very similar to what you said, John. You, you can. You can't teach that passion and curiosity, but you can teach the SEO bits. To be honest, the bulk of our staff are interns. Like, and I'm, there was a girl six months ago pulling pints and the other week she launched a campaign with Xbox and went viral. Like we're teaching them fast. And I don't actually think you need to have done it before. I think people like ourselves, our agencies, we've got senior people in place to be able to train them. And actually all they need is lots of enthusiasm and curiosity to learn. Um, so that's the sort of people we're hiring at the minute. Um, people that literally have never done it before, but we can teach them. I always say, give me two weeks and you'll be the best. That's what I say to them. It gives them, yeah, maybe three but yeah it's, it's, it's interesting <laughs> Rebecca is your is your answer gonna gonna echo this idea of business insight and and understanding yeah so I think the, the thing that people say about t-shaped people is a real thing be t-shaped mm. do everything you can to be t-shaped um, you could be the, the best expert on you name mm. the specific PR thing and it counts for less if you don't have the breadth across the top. Um, so I think that's really important and that's across a whole business, not just across communications. Um, and I think John's point about the world is kind of important. Um, so like basic critical thinking skills, yeah. learn how to be a network thinker rather than a linear thinker. You know, th these are these are things that you can teach yourself. Now, I think a lot of people have it naturally and a lot of people don't have it naturally. But, you know, I have a science degree. I learned how to use the scientific method. It's a pretty good starting place and it's pretty well tested. Um, so just get familiar with like, how do you form a hypothesis? How do you analyze data to determine whether you proved or didn't prove your hypothesis? Um, I think that's 
really important. And then I think the last thing I would say coming into an in-house role is um, don't be precious. Like we are pressing our teams as hard as they will ever be pressed because the way resources moving between in-house outsourced into agency partners, it's changing all the time. And if I need you to step up and do an event for me, then say yes. You know, just because it's not the thing you know how to do, like don't don't even make a face that makes me think you don't want to do it. Take every open door, every opportunity. Because you know, like I said, I have a science degree. I was not a communications person when I started, um, so you never know where you might end Alex, up. Alex, what about you? Let's test. Me. Can we hear you? I think you're muted. I think you're muted. Have you got? <laughs> Can we can we unmute? Oh, go! I got. I've switched to my uh, my laptop now. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Am I echo? Yeah. Am can I echoey? You? Am I all right? Because right. I can hear That's you through. Right. I can hear you through um, my earphones. See, my laptop's going to run out of battery in a second as well. It's like tech nightmare. Um, <laughs> I I would I would agree um, with everything that everyone said. I think that it all boils down to that concept of curiosity. Like I always say, I'm not looking for people with the answers, but with the people who are asking the right questions yeah. but i think also this um there is definitely i feel like um uh, uh something that an employer needs to provide is also a freedom to fail um mm -hmm. i think it, you only learn through failure and i think ego can stand in the way of that if you consider like the difference between ego and confidence is someone who's confident knows what they're good at someone who's got an ego doesn't know what they're bad at um oh they're scared of it so they don't ever pursue it, right? And I think that you've got to you've got to try and be confident. And like Rebecca said, try everything with the confidence that if you fail, you will learn. Um, but I think there's a responsibility, therefore, on the employer to create a culture that is fail-safe in a uh, sort of weird double meaning. Um, and I think you know that that is where I think there's probably been a letdown. A lot of people have said, "Oh, there's a lot of privileged kids at the moment." or um kids who arrive and they're just they do boring work and it's like that's just not true a, like carrie was saying if you provide the right culture one of endeavor and invention and excitement and give people the opportunity to show what they can do then they will so you just got to try and provide that i think there's a responsibility there for businesses to do so but show up with a ambition to try um not a, a belief that you will succeed but like a, an ambition to try and, you know, drop that concept of success and instead look for some kind of significance, I guess. Um, because I think there's also a lot of, I should be earning this. Um, I should, I should be doing that by now. And it's like, it's pressure you're putting on yourself, you know, and it's, and you can see why there's a mental health epidemic. There's all of this expectation on people. Mm. Um, and there's this fear of failure and, you know, you've got to, you've got to try and be resilient to that. Um, but also see failure as a as a step on the way. Every failure is effectively making you better. So try and do more of it. You know, um, Rich, Rich, uh, you, and then we'll do uh, a quick fire final question just to wrap things up. So, uh, Rich, over to you. That's genuinely hard to follow, isn't it? All of you, like you know, because you've 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 all said things that I've either said over the years, or you know, possibly even said when we were talking last, guys. Um, it's... I can't think, Rich. We'll cut it first. Yeah, yeah, cut, cut me for <laughs> Alex is oh, gone. Then. Alex said, "Fuck <laughs> you," and he said, "Shut up, Rich." <laughs> um, no, I think it's you know I, all I can ever ask for of my team is one that they put their hand up, 
um, you know, to Rebecca's point, you know, two, that they're not scared to fail to Alex's point, you know, that they will always try something new um, and come to me with things. You know, I'm not, I don't know everything at all. I don't, you know, I barely know why. Um, I make things up as I go along. And I think that's what I encourage the team to do as well. Make things up as you go along. Like when I first started it um, at Tenietes all those those years ago, I remember Second Life was a thing. That fucking ages me. Um, but Second Life was a thing at that point in time. And, and we were the first agency in Second Life to have a Second Life presence. Now, that's because I've been there a couple of weeks and I was thinking, I want to try and do something different that, you know, that, that sets us out. I was the first employee and trying to, you know, trying to impress and all that. And Andy kind of looked at it and was like, why are you wasting your time doing that? I'm paying you money. And that's a good point. But, um, you know, also just, it's, you know, and it, it didn't do anything, didn't bring some single bit of work. But, you know, I'd learned something. I'd learned how to use a platform. I'd learned, um, you know, kind of how to get ourselves out there. And, um, you know, I had, um, you know, I had a team member that, you know, they, um, you know, they, they knew Twitch inside out. So, you know, I've, I've, I moved them into a position where for a client, we were able then to have them use Twitch for that client, you know, as a, as a broadcaster, um, you know, to, to fantastic, um, you know, to kind of fantastic success. And that's because, you know, they're coming to me and showing me things that I don't know. And it's you know, something for me that's important is that my team look at me and don't think that I know everything. So I, fucking, I do not, you know, and I know that they can fail, but I can too. And that is, again, it comes back to the, we work with, you know, we work, you know, for each other, not with each other. You know, there's not a culture of blame. There's not a culture of claim. There's not this, um, if somebody fucks up, they know they have, they don't need to be told they have. Um, so what do you do? You band around them and you, you know, you, you help them get better. So um, what that doesn't do is answer your question is to young people now hoping to potentially enter the industry. And I just think, cause I, my answer is, is what it was before is there are so many people out there given their thoughts, insights, wisdom, for nothing, um, you know. I don't count myself necessarily in this, but look at you guys around, you know, around this, um, you know, around this chat. Follow you, follow you people. Listen to what you say, um, you know, because you cannot go far wrong if you are curious. If you do put your hand up and you you do, you know, kind of surround yourself with the right people. Being, you know, you are the sum of the people you a spend the most time with and you know spend the most time kind of aspiring to. Then you cannot you cannot go wrong. Um, but the, you know, to, to to go wrong is to come in and just think that it's owed to you. It is not. That's great, great answer. Um, so uh, as we're recording this, uh, we are a oh, fortnight, in fact, to uh, to the big uh, uh, the big day itself. Um, we'll be taking a break um, with with the podcast until until uh, early next year. And um, what are your respective resolutions for 2021? And we'll uh, do the final question as we started uh, chat and go around the room as we as we see you on our screen here. So. Um, uh, Carrie, what's your resolution for 2021? Oh God, is this personally or business wise? Stone. That's New Year's. New Year's resolution. Do you know what? It's really interesting. When you was all talking, then quite a lot of you mentioned about self care. I don't think I've taken enough care of myself. I'm completely honest. This last year has been manic, and whenever people say to me, "How's things?" I'm every single time I use the word manic. And I haven't taken care of myself. And I think for 2021, I need to. Um, I, and I started that by today, booking a holiday to Aruba. I'm going in 10 days. <laughs> amazing, amazing. I'm very jealous. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I do think, yeah, taking care of myself and even my body, my, my, my skin, like even those sort of things, I'd let go. And I, all I do is very much what John said. I've, I've spent all day in my bedroom today working with my laptop. That's all I do. 
So I think, yeah, 2021 is about me um, and thinking about myself. That's great. John. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and buy an Airbnb. <laughs> I'm gonna put a fucking back at it. Um, Fuck off, um, John. And then I'm gonna go and like, carve a staircase um, out of an oak tree, out of, with my bare hands. Not even with my bare hands. I'm just gonna bite through it until it's a staircase. I'm trying to plug in my laptop furiously whilst being insulted about my Christmas tree. <laughs> Well, Alex, your resolution for Uh So I, I don't actually make resolutions. So this is really hard because um, I'm not a, I'm not really a resolution person. Um, gosh. I need to continue being better at letting go. Um, work shouldn't have 100% of me as a human being. And it shouldn't have 100% of my care and passion. Or maybe it should have 100% instead of 120%. You know, I, I just need to care a little bit less, which and is kind of a weird thing to say out loud. But like one of the things I did a couple months ago was switch off email notifications. Mm. Because what the fuck do I need them for? I'm on That's my laptop when I'm working. I get the emails right there. Why do I need to hassle when I'm not working? Um, so, and if somebody needs me desperately, they ring me because they need me desperately. So um, I think I need to be better at, I've always been good at switching off, but I need to be better at not caring that I've switched off and maybe even be a little bit selfish about switching off. Um, I've started, but it's not natural at all. Um, so so I think that if I had to pick something Thanks, on the fly, what that's about you, Rich? what I pick. It's, again, I'm not much of a resolutions type Look, person. Look, Richard, I, I can tell you, you're not, you're not gonna make it into the England first 15, all right? <laughs> that's not a resolution. <laughs> Okay, listen, listen, listen the, our, our back row is terrible right now. So Rich no, is going to write a book. Rich is going to write a book. I'll write a book about this. Uh, yeah. He's going to send me a book on the shelf. Um, but no, I think, um, it, you know, I, I don't know if it's just because it's um, a question you just dropped on us. You did not, you didn't prep us with this question. Jesus. Um, but no, um, you know, it, um, I think it's, it is echoing what the other guys have said. And I'm not the most kind to myself, um, you know, at any point, you know, and, and both professionally and personally. Um, so I think sometimes it is just giving yourself a bit of a break. And, you know, um, Ang Harrod, one of my team members, reminds me that she's the person that told me that, you know, comparison is a thief of joy. And I think, you know, sometimes we get ourselves caught up in this notion of comparison with, with everybody. Um, and I think, you know, as, as an industry, we, you know, we know it sells to talk loudly about what we do. And um, you know, sometimes you need to take a step back. I've said that about five times this, this chat. So please edit some of those out, guys, please. Um, but, um, you know, just, just being a bit kinder to yourself and thinking, OK, well, my situation is this. It's not the same as that. It's not the same as that. Um, and, um, and yeah, just, you know, recognising that, you know, like there's that my business is is the majority of you, know, you you shouldn't judge your um what's the word you know you, you shouldn't judge your kind of usefulness as a person by you know how well you run a business but it's bloody easy to when you know you, again you can see you can see the finances you can see how it stacks up you can see okay the more effort i put in the more happens but you um you know, so so you kind of get used to when somebody asks you to Kara's point. You somebody says, "Oh, how are you doing?" You go, "Yeah, business is good." It's like, no, no, no I didn't ask that. Like Richard, how are you? It's like, oh, um, I think I'm all right. 
you know i think yeah kids are great um but so it's, it's almost just just um it's, it won't work as a resolution but it's you know, taking just realizing that you are more you know more than the sum of the business that you run yeah yeah so uh, alex we got four self-cares i think there so what uh, are you going to say self-care as well oh shit i had self-care on the bingo card as well no, no. Um, <laughs> i can say something else uh, you know what i i think i think it all connects uh, i think it's remembering to have fun Yes. Um, and I, I think something that um, that I've remembered a lot this year, like I think this is the 11th year of Manifest existing and we've had a shit ton of fun in the time. But I think a lot of the time people say like, oh, why did you do that? Or um, what was the strategic decision be- behind this? And, you know, better business people will have had reason for that. But the, ma- <laughs> the majority of reason why we do most of the things is because we think it might be a bit of fun. And at, and at the end of the day, like considering work and life as two separate things, like work life balance, that's the big fuck up. Like it's work life blend, right? Like what are you doing at work that is enriching your life? And what are you doing in life that's enriching your work? And like all you've got at the end of the day is you. And if you didn't have fun, like what the fuck were you doing in the first place, you know? And I think yes of course there's all this this idea of okay well you can go to bed at night worrying about the people whose jobs are reliant on you you know x y and z but at the end of the day they've got the job because you were there just having fun doing things that you felt were the right thing and i think often what we try and do is undermine our um, intuition with our intelligence and consistently we ask ourselves why do we think this is the right thing to do so we consider it like let's wait and see is the worst decision anyone's ever made like let's wait and see if i should have made that decision three months ago it's fucking nonsense but we do it right behaviorally we pursue the rational ahead of the fun and gut instinct is big data for the little guy it's your body telling you you should do it before any form of rational argument can be developed and just pursue that a bit more like intuition is effectively why we're all here in the first place right it's why the human race is the dominant species on the planet is we have it so like what why not follow that a bit more and just go okay my intuition's saying this and instead of saying but i need to rationalize it just go well if i can't rationalize not to fuck it let's give it a go and i think you know have fun you know, continue having fun because we all realize in 2020, a lot of the fun can be stripped out of life without you having the choice about it. So at least where you've got the choice, like enjoy it, you know, because failure can be just as fun as success. I've always said it's ridiculous that I make a living doing the things that we do. And I love the fact that we make a living doing the things we do. And I think sometimes it's hard to forget not to take yourself, but you know, it's, it's hard to forget that you you shouldn't take yourself quite so seriously. So yeah, that's a, I like that. Totally. You can take your job seriously without taking yourself seriously, you know, and like that, that's the bit I think people forget about. And that's certainly something that I think I maybe in times of running a business have lost touch with a little bit and I've woken up and gone, oh, I've got this meeting. And it's like, how many people I think there's, um, I can't remember who said it, too many fucking books and not enough, not a good enough memory and too many uh, old fashions. But like, I think that the, that idea that um you know that that fun is somehow contrary to to common sense mm. when I, it, it is nonsense you know at the end of the day pursue what you want to be doing because that's what you're good at you know 
and I, and I think we question ourselves too much. We wake up. I mean, how many people in the world get to say coming up with their with ideas is their job? <laughs> yeah, and whether whether you're a CEO or whether you're a CMO or whether you, whether you're in a, 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 a account exec, like if you consider your job as coming up with ideas, which is effectively what it is, ideas are the new economy, right? It's the new industrial revolution at the end of the day. Like everyone's buying a story about a number, not a number. To again lean into the behavioral economics side of things, we're we're writing the stories. We're the we're the creators now, and just have fun with it. Remember, like wake up in the morning, and just go. Your job is coming up with ideas, so you better enjoy it, or there'll be shit. That's that's my re- that's my resolution for twenty twenty one. A massive thank you to our, our guests. What a wonderful roundtable. I'm really glad that we ended the, the season on that. That was a real that was a real high for us. And I hope you enjoyed learning more from our, our wonderful guests. It felt like a good old Christmas special, like a TV holiday special. I loved it. <laughs> it beats a work Zoom party. Oh, my God, doesn't it just? Listen, thank you so, so much uh, for uh, joining us throughout the last uh, 16, 17 weeks. Uh, 16, 34 weeks. Oh, my God. I don't know my 34 mind. weeks. 34 16 weeks. episodes. Oh my God, it's just mental, isn't it? Anyway, listen, thank you very much uh, for listening to this season of the PR Hub podcast. We will be back with series three uh, in early 2021. In the meantime, if you want to chat with us, we are at PR Hub on Twitter. Adam is at Adam Tuckwell. I'm at John Wilcox underscore. And you can also email us uh, also at the PR Hub podcast at gmail.com. But until then, well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>